Greetings. Welcome to the How We Do Digital Ministry podcast. I'm Christopher Harris, founder of Faith Growth. You can find us at faithgrowth.com, where we help our church clients build their digital presence and engage with their communities online. On this podcast, I have a conversation with a church leader and ask them to share how they do digital ministry in their community. Today, I'm talking with Robin McCants, the assistant to the Bishop for Advocacy and Urban Ministry in the Southeast Michigan Synod of the ELCA. Robin, please introduce yourself and tell us how you do digital ministry. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much. Um, yes, Robin McCants. I'm an assistant to the Bishop here in Southeast Michigan. Um, and in the past year, I've been doing a whole lot of digital ministry, as many of us have. Um, my digital platform includes website, um, our Facebook, our social media, as much of that as I can. And thankfully, I have some partners who help me in that. So I'm not fully focused on that myself. Um, and uh, I, I think that kind of covers it. We're not fully social media up, but we do have um, have a place there on social media with Facebook and and website and a, a weekly e-newsletter mm -hmm. is uh, what my focus has been for for quite some time under my portfolio. Well, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Um, and I, I'm always excited to talk with uh, with people at the Senate, um, you know, or judicatory for those that know that fun word level because y'all have a good insight into what's happening in many different congregations. Um, what are some of the unique uh, ways that you've seen some of the churches in y'all's synod using, uh, so, or using digital ministry in the last year? Because I know that they've been very creative up there. Well, you know, prior to March of 2020, which was when Michigan, um, mid-March was when Michigan was shut down um, in terms of in-person anything. Prior to that, we have, we've had con congregations that have, you know, full staff, and they do the whole shebang, they do the recordings, um, they bring all kinds of, of, of uh, music and, and, and readings and things into their worship services, you know, fully orchestrated, so to speak, worship services on Sunday or midweek services. And then we have those who have a pastor, is the staff, maybe a secretary, and everything is kind of done um, just a little bit. They may have uh, um, PowerPoints going and um, some digital stuff happening. And then we have the old school where you get a printed bulletin. You have a musician, you're singing, nothing's recorded. Everything is old school. Mm -hmm. um, once the Once we were shut down in March and everyone had to figure out what to do, we still had that range. We still had, um, we had more people learning very quickly how to do recordings. Mm -hmm. um, but we still, you know, Southeast Michigan, our Senate is in a very um, uh, closed region. Um, we share the lower peninsula with the Northwest Lower Michigan Senate. So they have most of the state and we have a very small portion of the state 
But even in that small portion, not everyone has access to very strong internet access uh, or um, they may have internet access, but it drops all the time. So we've had congregations who were able to broadcast things online, but we still had a couple of congregations who met by conference call or who just, you know, the pastor would type up a bulletin and send it out. I like the creativity from, it was, you know, it's, it's more about what works for your particular context um, and that they were able to jump in, whether that be conference calls or just emailing the bulletin all the way to being able to do a live stream or a recorded uh, service and, and make that available. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, uh, what was something you know unexpected that happened this past year? <laughs> I think the primary thing was that we were able to do it. We were able to all of a sudden figure out how to have church online because we were not meeting. Um, So that was amazing in itself. The other amazing thing to me was um, as a Senate staff person, um, our Bishop uh, Don Chris wanted us to provide um, worship services to our people so Mm -hmm. that um, one Easter was approaching. Um, Easter was very was in April of last year, so we were shut down just a few weeks before Easter, and we had a several Holy Week online um, videos that were produced. We had a virtual choir, which still amazes me um, that um, in a short time frame that was put together. We have gifts all around our Senate and Mm -hmm. those with those gifts were not stingy with them. They were very happy to share them, to organize things. I remember having to call um, folks that I knew, but I didn't have a relationship with them. How do you put stuff on YouTube? I don't understand. And they were so gracious. They were just so helpful. Um, Call me whenever you need me. And yeah, I'll walk you through it. So there was a lot of that going on. And um, I I think it made uh, congregation leadership, uh, pastors, if there are only pastors or leaders, I think it kind of forced us to talk to one another a little bit more intimately because we all did not have the same gifts of producing online worship opportunities. So that was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we did it, you know, just says, hey, look what we can do if we just uh, share the knowledge that we have. Yeah, that's, you know, sometimes we get a little too busy and a little too wrapped up in our own congregation, and you know, almost like an island. And really, uh, there's we're bigger than that. And there's a lot of gifts out there to, to share from. And I, I love the way you summarize it as we did it. Uh, we didn't know how, but we did it. You know, uh, you figured it out on the way and that that's awesome. Um, um, tell me, is there a particular maybe experience or example of where you saw God at work online or where you have seen God at work online? Well, we know God is present in all that we do. Um, And I think 
for me, um, just having, you know, whenever I ask, someone shows up. Um, mm-hmm. There has not been a time that we put a call out, that I put a call out for help or support, or even referring folks to one another, and that support was not received. Um, we talk a lot about church as this thing we have to go to. We have to go to church and we have to be inside this building in order to meet God or to learn about the path that Jesus has put us on. We have to be in this place to Mm -hmm. do that. And God was showing up and showing out while we were in our homes, you know, those of us who had to work, um, it, it didn't matter where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, God was present. Um, God is with us today on this call, yes, yes. on this podcast, um, because um, you may not know it, but my stomach is very nervous right now. Well, it was up until <laughs> a few minutes ago, but that's how God shows up and calms yeah. the waters and just makes things happen. So I, I'm just, I'm not amazed in the ways that I saw God, but I'm very thankful And I'm sure a lot of people are because who knew we would be forced to do something that we were not accustomed to doing, had no experience in doing, and it's, it's worked out. Yeah. God shows up. I love that. Uh, I mean, that's true. And shows out. Yeah. Shows out, shows up (laughs) and shows out. Well, and that's, that's important because I mean, it, it, um, I mean, it's just an important reminder because sometimes I, I think, I mean, I, I think we would always profess that, but, you know, sometimes we get into our regular routines and kind of forget that. And this really, this whole pandemic shook us up from all of our regular routines. And it was a prime example of, yeah, but God was still faithful and God was with us. And showed up and showed out. I love it. Uh, uh, well, tell me, you know, because I know you get lots of questions from churches maybe asking how to do things online or your, or how should they do maybe hybrid as they're looking at opening uh, in-person worship again and keeping some online. What is some of the advice uh, um, that you're giving churches or what is some of the discussion in your synod of, amongst the leaders as far as how churches move forward as we start transitioning uh, to the next, whatever the next is going to look like uh, online and in person? Well, wow, we definitely are having those conversations right now. Um, the, the I'm not giving advice per se, but I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And um, in our, we have a, well, up in, until this past month, we've, we had a bi-weekly uh, rostered leaders gathering and a bi-weekly deans gathering. Um, deans are uh, the liaison from our Senate office to certain areas of our Senate with a cluster of congregations. Um, and that is the conversation that we're having. Um, what does a hybrid look like? What I, the probably the number one thing that I've heard is we have to continue mm-hmm. a, an online presence. Um, just, 
yesterday, I think I had a conversation um, because we have been wor worshiping um, from home people from, in some churches from all across the country, in some churches from around the world have oh. received members um, who regularly attend these online worship services. Well, we can't just stop doing that because no. we're going back to in-person worship. Um, so the hybrid has to um, be a component that still reaches the folks who are not in your geographical area. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, it, it goes beyond that because there's also the side of ministry that we've been talking about before the shutdown. For a lot of people, there are no youth and young adults in the congregation. Yeah. Um, so we're, you know, we're talking hybrid, but we're also talking about um, reach and accessibility. We still have, um, you know, we celebrate those seniors who are kind of um, unable to physically attend church, who Zoom in or Facebook in with a loved one on Sunday mornings. And we celebrate with the, the parent of young children who just, you know, breathe a sigh of relief that they can feed their kids and they can all worship around um, the table. Mm -hmm. So that, that hybrid will, it, it won't look the same in any one place, but there are a lot of components to that. Um, will it just be a recording? Will you continue to send out that worship bulletin with a tight a, uh, um, sermon for yeah. those who don't have access to an online uh, worship service? Will it, can folks call in? I went to a congregational meeting where they were meeting in, in sanctuary, but they had a conference called model. Um, it really will visioning of the leaders, the leadership team to help figure out what that means for them. Mm -hmm. um, if it means buying more equipment, well, how do you have get access to the resources to get the equipment that you need to do what you need to do um, so that it looks as good to me online as it does to the folks who are in person, because that's important as well. So those conversations are happening throughout our Senate. Um, there's no one response for you know all, but there's probably a lot of conversation that will help others mm -hmm. figure out what's coming next. Well, I, I mean, I'm glad that y'all having those conversations because I think you know the the moment right now, we really don't know what the quote unquote, you know, best practice is. We're going to have to co-create that together right now. And so that means having discussions like this and being, um, and trying things and then seeing, you know, and then how do I tweak that or iterate and make it better or, oh, that didn't work. Let's drop that and we'll go this way. Uh, and so I think it's uh, healthy that we're, you know, that that's, how y'all are approaching this and what's going to work in each individual context. There's not one answer. Um, and we're going to have to kind of, you know, through trial and error in a lot of ways, you know, find our way uh, uh, to what is going to work best in the individual congregations. Sure. 
I, I posted a question on one of our Facebook groups this morning asking, hey, do you guys ever check out the analytics of the things that you're doing? Is, are you, um, you know, are people viewing your, your YouTube or are they reading your newsletters? Um, Cause I, I do sometimes, I don't look at it like um, my health report, but I do check it out periodically. And um, what I saw today made me think, well, what can we do differently if, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm sending something to 1500 people and 30% regularly open my newsletter, what can I do differently? So that is a way to figure out what's working and what's not working. Yes. Yeah. That's, we look at all of our analytics once a week here uh, mm-hmm. with my team and like this podcast, uh, you know, I'll, when it goes live a week later, I'll be seeing what was the traffic? Was it normal? Was it within our normal range? Oh, was it increase? You know, and then we're looking, okay, how can we make better connections? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, that's important. And the other thing for me that I like about looking at those numbers is reminding, you know, we're not just talking into a void where we really are talking to real people and those analytics help us remember there was somebody listening, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that we really are having an impact uh, um, and people really are responding. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and when you have a team, it makes it a little bit easier. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, I'm very thankful for my team. I tell you what, wouldn't be able to do, well, honestly, wouldn't be able, this podcast would still be an idea right now without my yeah. team because they yeah. all took different pieces and helped bring it into fruition. And, uh, but yeah, so, and that's, you know, that is kind of the next piece that we're helping a lot of churches with right now is how do they get those volunteers? Uh, and I think realistically, honestly, kind of we started working on that after we did the training with uh, y'all senate because i mm-hmm. listened to because you know i don't know if you remember when i started that training that we led i always ask it where is everybody at and the biggest thing that i heard overwhelmingly from your people was how tired and alone in the sense that they have to do it all about you know they don't have any other support mm-hmm. so i do think that's the next piece is how do we you know, and that was, and especially during pandemic, when you couldn't bring groups together, right. it really was the pastor in a lot of cases, just doing it all. And so now how can we start to systematize some of that into smaller pieces? So it's an easy ask and it's easy to teach somebody that may not know how to do that particular thing. Um, but anyways, just made me think of like, yes, it is so important to have a team and that's going to be a next, I know so many church leaders right now don't have a strong enough team just that's the way it went not Mm -hmm. you know they definitely recognize they want one it's not that they're trying to do it all alone uh, but that's just what it is and so that's going to be the next big thing i I think i look forward to that when you have developed some of that (laughs) come on back and and share some of that with our folks here Yeah, we're kind of, well, we are piloting it this summer with a few churches, so we'll see how it goes. So, okay. and if any of them want to be in the pilot, they can give me a, well, they can give me a call. But we'll just, All right. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. After I'll the, put it in my newsletter. Uh, all right. Yeah. After the recording, <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you all that information after the recording. Um, 
<laughs> small little commercial in the middle of this. Um, right. <laughs> so tell me, uh, is there any particular um, tool or piece of technology that you feel like you can't live without or your pastors in the Senate can't live without? Oh, oh gosh. I don't know about that one. Of course, um, something electronic, phone, laptop, <laughs> desktop. Can't live without it, I tell you. Cannot yeah. live without it. Um, because that's what we, that's how we've been communicating for the past year. Um, yeah. We have been on that, that cell phone. We've been, a lot of people shoot their sermons on their cell phones. Mm -hmm. Um, we had, I put a question out, um, during a survey, if you remember, um, and some of the, the questions about technology were, if you don't have a camera, what's the next, next best thing to record a sermon if you don't have the funds mm -hmm. to get a video camera? So having a very good cell phone, well, that's an easy investment, um, because it's something we all use. So probably, yeah, phones, you know, having some kind of audio assistance mm -hmm. is helpful because um, I, I found myself, I have a, a little case in my purse and I have an iPhone and I have an Android. So I have two kinds of earbuds in this case. <laughs> <laughs> You're covered Which, either way. Yeah. So just because you, you know, having a conversation, it's not like I drive a lot right now, but occasionally when I'm driving and I need to have a conversation, I'll have that. Or if you see someone who's recording a, a, a sermon outside and then you hear that wind whipping yep, yep, and yep. they'll connect by, you know, some earbuds. So I, I think the phone is the number one thing. Yeah. And I mean, it's a full, it, it's the, I think you're right. It's a good place to start because not only do you got video, you got, you can do minor editing of the video. You know, there's editing software on the phone all the way to, you know, texting and, you know, coordinating with other people, telephone, of course. Uh, it, it really is, uh, you can do all of it. Zoom on the phone. Yeah, you Zoom on the phone. On the phone. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, it has you know. Assuming you're in you're in an area with the network, you got the internet. You know, so mm -hmm. it's, it really is quite a powerful device we carry around in our uh, in our pockets these days. Um, especially when you consider that it was 2007 when the first smartphone was released. It's, Get out of here. Yeah, that was when the first iPhone came out. So we're talking. Oh my gosh! This 14, seems 14, like... 14 years ago. And uh, I didn't even get my first one until was it 09 or 10 is when I got my first smartphone. So, um, you know, but yeah, I can't imagine life without it. And I've only had it 10 years and I'm not 10 years old. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little build. <laughs> oh, my. But the things you've learned exactly. in 10 years with it. Well, I hope. Uh, I've learned. Uh, nah, it's been a good 10 years. Yeah. Speaking of 10 years, what, if anything, do you think the church may look like in five to 10 years? Oh, gosh. Well, just based on what you just said, 10 years ago, who knew where we would be today? Yeah. What we do know is technology changes so fast. 
technology changes fast and the landscape of the work that we do as um, in ministry is not as fast, but uh, I'm not sure where, where we will be in 10 years. I think that we will be definitely more creative with our online presence um, that we may, we won't get rid of our church buildings, but we will definitely be utilizing more of our online gifts um, to reach more people. Um, I, I think we will definitely be, we'll have better partnerships established mm-hmm. um, so that we have a better opportunity to share the gospel um, to a lot more people. And not only sharing the gospel, but receiving it um, from others. Um, I have a, one of my roles is being a, um, the staff person that relates to the Mbulu Diocese um, in Tanzania, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Tanzania. And, you know, this is a, I think it's a seven hour time difference, but up until now, we've not really done a lot because of the difference well everybody in tanzania has a cell phone Mm -hmm. and everybody over in the states has a cell phone so that gives us a tool to be in communication better and the church in tanzania is growing by leaps and bounds and the church in the united states is slowing down Uh so i'm sure there's a lot to learn about evangelism and and you know stewardship and gifts from our brothers and sisters there. So I do see a lot more engagement um, across the waters happening. And in 10 years, who knows? You know, it could be like, you know, some old sci-fi stuff. We're just actually showing up. <laughs> who knows? But um, as long as we keep God focused in the work that we do, I mean, it's, there's really nothing holding us back. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point that you bring up about how it is connecting us better with other parts of the world, and especially those that we have thought of, you know, traditionally as maybe developing. But yeah, they all have cell phones now. They might have even skipped the landline. I know some countries have even skipped the whole landline phase, and they Mm -hmm. just totally went to cell phones. So yes, the connection is there, and especially what's happening with the church in the global South, we have a lot to learn from. Um, and what a blessing that connection is for for us. Uh, well, you know, because that's even, yeah, my synod, we're paired with the, the, the Lutheran Church in Sierra Leone. Um, ah, okay. So I know mm-hmm. that, I know there's been a lot more, you know, connection as well with mm-hmm. the internet, you know, through the internet as of mm-hmm. recent. Um, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we are just about out of time. Um, wow. I know it just it passes so fast, doesn't it? Um, I want to thank you for being here, Robin. I appreciate your perspective. I really appreciate you sharing about uh, you know more from that uh, judicatory level, what's going on in multiple churches, uh, and also kind of uh, how we're connected uh, to the larger church, uh, even internationally. So thank you for your time. I want to invite all of our listeners to follow this podcast, subscribe on either YouTube or your favorite podcast player. Um, Robin, how can our listeners find and follow you online? Well, um, Robin McCann has a Facebook page. 
<laughs> but we also, um, the Southeast Michigan Senate has a website, um, www.semisenate.com and um, Southeast Michigan Senate, comma, ELCA on Facebook are um, just a couple of places to check us out. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank Stop you. I'll be, say hi. I will be sure to put little links in the show notes uh, so they can click right on those and come and visit you. Uh, thanks for listening today, uh, dear listener. I appreciate that you're here with us for this conversation on all things uh, digital ministry. Uh, we'd love to connect with you in other ways, too. Uh, we have a private Facebook group cleverly named How We Do Digital Ministry. Yeah, very clever, right? Um, it is where we can continue this conversation with other church leaders um, in between episodes. So for the next seven days, we can ask questions and learn from each other uh, in that group. So uh, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, click on that and come join the Facebook group and be a part of the discussion there. Um, also, we're planning an episode uh, in a few weeks, um, a Q&A show where I'll be answering all the questions that people submit in, in the Facebook group. Uh, so join the Facebook group and ask all your digital ministry questions, and they might even appear in one of our future episodes. All right. Thank you again for listening. Blessings to you all. We'll, uh, we'll talk with you again next week.